0: Hello and welcome back to the Equipped Man Podcast, where we explore what it means to be a man of God in the 21st century. I'm your host, Luke Wance. I hope you guys are having a good week. I hope everything's going well and smooth for you. I hope you're learning lots and and exploring the world around you. I know it's been busy here for the past week and a half uh, since making this podcast live, and I've been slowly getting the word out. Hopefully you guys are enjoying what you're hearing. So let's go ahead and delve into this week's episode, read. Um, this is part five of five of my little intro series of, of kind of the qualities that I think make up a good man of God. Um, you know, again, to kind of recap, it's integrity, being a warrior, being a guardian, praying, and finally reading or to read. Um, as as usual, I'm going to go ahead and hop in on the definition, Um I thought it would be easy. It's actually a lot of different definitions for the word read. Um, I did find one that said the act of reading. Um, So again, I I just laugh. Um, So to define the word, uh, to receive or take in the sense of letters, words, symbols, especially by sight or touch. Uh, To utter aloud the printed or written words. To learn from one what has seen or found in writing or printing, uh, to deliver aloud as if by reading, or to become acquainted with or look over the contents of something such as a book. I mean, it's pretty basic. Pretty much everybody knows how to read. Um, All of us know how to figure out, you know, at least stringing words together to make a sentence. Um, we can figure out, we can we can gather information by reading, whether it be roadsides, books, uh, the word of God. You know, reading is all around us and 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 that's what we do. That's that's part of how we get through our normal day-to-day life. Um, I'm also I'm I'm mostly gonna focus on uh, the the part of the definition that said to learn from one what to learn from what one has seen or found in writing or printing. Um, because I think that's important for us. I think reading is is a big source of learning. Um, and it's something that we can do uh, throughout the day, throughout our lives, um, regardless of what age we're at, regardless of what point in our lives that we're at. We can always read. We can always gather more information. We can always... You know, see what's out there, learn something new about something, maybe learn a a new side of something that we already thought always thought we knew all about it. You know, there's there's always something new out there. And I, I think reading is a big portion of that. You know, yes, I wanna say read the word of God, read your Bible, get familiar with what's in there, you know, but there's there's all sorts of books out there. There's magazines, there's articles. We can always learn, we can always strive for growth and, and more learning by what is out there, by reading what is out there. Um, I grabbed a couple of scriptures um, to to see what, you know, some some good scriptures that kind of reinforce this idea of reading, especially reading the Word of God. As kind of a caveat, I mostly uh, I mostly bounce between like the message um, and the Tree of Life versions of the Bible. Sometimes I'll grab the NIV just for more of like a universal, uh, basic uh, interpretation of what's out there. Um, but today I'm mostly looking at the message uh, version of these verses. So kind of here we go, Second uh, Timothy three verses sixteen and seventeen. Every part of Scripture is God breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live in God's way. Throughout the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. I mean, it said it right there. I mean, we're, you know, we're you know, showing us the truth. We're exposing our rebellion, correcting us, um, and training us. And, and I think that's important. You know, all of those are important. All of those are, are what we should look for, you know, not just in the word of God, but, but in our normal lives, you know, if, if we're short, if we're coming up short in one area or another, we want to know what that area is. You know, how are we coming up short? How can we get better? And I think, you know, as as Paul said in Timothy there the word of god is really good at showing us what's out there how we can fix it you know and and like it said it's training us to live god's way and and again that's that's kind of the goal that's that's one of the main goals of this podcast of what i wanted to sit here and say of you know how can we be men of god how can we be better men in this world um you know, yes, I'm, I'm living in America in the Midwest and, and I want to be, you know, how can I be a better American? How can I be better for my, my city, my state, my country, my, my region? You know, I want to be better. I want us, I want us to be better. Um, but ultimately I know it starts with me and then it goes out from there. You know, it's how can I be better? How can I teach my son? How can I teach my friends? How can I be that example? You know, and if I don't know the truth, if I don't get exposed and corrected by the Word of God, then I can't be e- effectively trained by the Word of God to be that better man that I, I feel I need to be, that, that I know God has called me to be that better man. And so I do. I, I get to look forward to reading the Word of God to learn how to be that better man, uh, to move on. We've got Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. I know some some versions, uh, some translations, uh, instead of a scalpel, it talks about a two-edged sword, you know, cutting, you know, bone from cutting bone from marrow and and, you know, all of that. And it's a really, it's really great imagery. Um, But again, I know that this is pretty good too because a scalpel is it's so fine of an instrument. It's so sharp that it can get in there. It can make those delicate cuts where it, you don't think of anything being so precise and fine, but here comes the scalpel. It gets in there. And no matter how tight the space is, that scalpel can get in there. And I know some, and I know sometimes with, you know, surgeons, uh, tools, you know, they are so sharp that it almost doesn't, it, you almost don't feel anything, um, because you can be cut with a scalpel and it, you don't feel it. You don't know that you've been cut until you see that you've been cut. Um, because it is, that's, that's how really sharp objects work is it can cut you so quick and so fast. That you don't even feel it. Um, it's it's kind of it's kind of trippy, um, and and it, again, interesting to know that God's word can be like that fine fine weapon, that fine fine tool, that it can get inside of us and it can gently carve out what doesn't belong. It can gently carve out what needs to be removed so that what is good, so that what he wants to plant in us can grow and thrive without some of that nasty around it and, and maybe bogging it down. Um, and that is, that's what the word of God does with us. It, it, it allows us to kind of go back to Timothy. It exposes what doesn't need to be there. And it allows us to, to remove just that little part, you know, again, if you had a blemish or or something bad on your arm, you don't want to cut off your whole arm. You know, that that's ridiculous. But you want to get rid of the dead tissue. You want to get rid of what's causing the problem. And that's what God's word does. It it it's that fine scalpel that will remove just that spot so that the rest of your body can thrive, so that your arm can can you know, be strong again and and be what it needs to be. And that's, again, I I know I keep going back to it, but that's what the word of God is. It's that, it's that fine. It removes, if we allow it, the word of God can remove those little spots in our lives that are maybe holding us back, that are maybe providing toxins into our lives. And the word of God can come in and we can allow it to just cut out those parts so that we can leave a clean, we can lead a cleaner, better life for ourselves and for those around us. Romans 15 verse four, even if it was, uh, even if it was written in scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. God wants the combination of his steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel in scripture to come to characterize us, keeping us alert for whatever he will do next. You know, Back to that concept, you know, I kind of mentioned it there, you know, even if even if the Bible was written, you know, centuries ago, millennia ago, you know, it's still alive and it's still meaningful to us and to our daily lives. You know, it's, it's back to that concept that God is the same as he was yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You know, he is the God that was, that is, that will always be it's the same with his word, you know, his word was true. Then it's true today. And it always going to be true. It's going to be true tomorrow. It's going to be true for our kids. It's going to be true for our grandkids. It, it is the word of God. It is, it is life. It is light. It is, it is the, the lamp to our path. It, it always is. Um, you know, are there things that don't necessarily apply to, to our lives nowadays? I think so. Yes. Um, I know that's a a big deep theological uh debate that many people get into of of some of the specifics uh especially when you talk about some of the laws from from the Old Testament that that Moses and and the other high priests passed down uh compared to today, you know, do do non-Jews need to to follow it even if we're Christians? I'm I'm not going to get into that debate, but I know it's there. Um but I'm just going to say that the word of god is the word of god um whether whether it was written then or whether it's written you know regardless of when it was written it's it's the word of god um and as christians we we make that we mark that belief that we believe the word of god um, we trust in god we trust in jesus we're, we're not christians i mean how how can we be christians if we don't trust god and jesus and, and believe in the word of God? it's in in my mind it's kind of a hard leap to to make you know it, it it's like saying you know that i i believe no I, I believe that cars are safe but yet you don't ever want to get your driver's license um i don't know maybe that's not the best analogy to make but it's it i'm trying i'm trying to wrap my head around that concept of how can you be, how can you say you're a believer how can you say that you're a christian and say that you don't believe that the bible is true Um, or, or that you don't trust, fully trust in God. Um, it's, it's, it's a hard sell for me. It's, I, 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 like I said, it's, it's a hard concept for me to understand. Um, and, and we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to make that, we shouldn't have to make that distinction. Um, I mean, this is who we are. We, we are men of God. How can we be men of God if we don't fully put our trust in God? Um so I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's where that's at. Um, you know, so again, the, the Bible is there, the Bible has wisdom, the Bible has advice, the Bible has, has life lessons. Um, you know, if you read through, you know, Proverbs, you know, Proverbs is, it's life lessons. It's life lessons that Solomon was passing down to his children. Um, it's, that's, that's, a majority of what it, that's a majority of what it is. It's a, it's a 31 chapters of life lessons, um, of how to live a better life. Um, even Ecclesiastes, you know, it's lessons of, of life and, and how Solomon dealt with life. Um, even if you look at the song of Solomon or the song of Psalms songs, um, depending on how you, which version you have of the Bible. Um, I mean, that's, that's life lessons of Solomon, how to, please a woman and and how to be a good husband or or a good lover um you know again the bible is there for instruction the bible is there to to teach us the the right from wrong you know the the basic this is good this is bad but also the the nuanced of you know this is wisdom versus this might be folly um so again i i encourage everyone you know everyone should be reading the bible and you know, I, I know sometimes it can be hard um, to read the Bible. Sometimes, uh, if you're an over analytical person like myself, it's it's hard to to figure out where to start um, because it is it's such a it's a it's a big book full of a lot of wisdom and a lot of words, and it can be daunting at first when somebody just hands you a Bible and says start reading. Uh, I know for for me for a while I I was of that mindset because. I was so used to having structure in my life and well, you need to do step one, then you step two, then step three. And when somebody just says, read the Bible, it's like, well, do you start from page one and go to page whatever, you know, do you start in Genesis and in revelation? Do you start with, you know, Matthew and then bounce back to the old Testament? Once you finish the new Testament, you know, do you just randomly skip around and the, plain and simple is there's no right or wrong answer um a a really good way for for some people to read the Bible is not gonna be a good way for other people to read the bible uh for me, it started with i'm I'm just gonna read a verse or two here or there, you know, maybe work up to a chapter um here or there. Uh, I've talked with some people that they will find you know sometimes they'll be stuck on and not really stuck stuck's a bad word but they'll be focused on a, a verse or a handful of verses or maybe at most a chapter for like a week or two because they're just so focused on consuming that word consuming what does this part of scripture say to me and and what is it trying what is god trying to teach me in this moment with this chapter, you know, I mean, let's let's just grab one of the ones that I was talking about. You know, let's say 2 Timothy 3. Let's say you're focused on that one chapter, you know, even verses 16 and 17. You know, let's say you're just, you know, once a week, you're just, you know, every day of the week, you're reading those two verses and you're trying to figure out what is God saying to you? What is God trying to expose in me? What is God trying to teach me? What is God, you know, trying to correct me about? Um, you know, and sometimes it's just, you know, reading those two chapters and not just reading them and breezing through them, but actually reading them to try to, you know, what do they say? You know, and then after you read them, you're sitting there saying, okay, God, what, what do I need to get out of this? You know, what what do I, what do you want me to learn from this? You know, the these words that you inspired people to write, what what am I? What do I need to get out of this to apply to my own life? And and it can be that simple. Um, you know, I I know sometimes for us it's we need to we need to do so much, and and sometimes it feels daunting of a task of you know well you need to be a good husband, you need to be a good father, you need to be a good man, you need to read your Bible, you need to pray, you need to go to church, you need to do. Do your job so you can be the breadwinner. And, and it feels like there's a whole lot on our plates. And, and sometimes, at best, we've got three to five minutes, you know, for for something, you know. And it's like, grab that three to five minutes and, and milk it for what it is, you know. Use that five minutes and just really focus in on what you can. You know, again... These, these two scriptures, you know, for example, these two scriptures, you know, every part of scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Even if we just read that and focus on that for five minutes and, and say, God, what can I get out of that? How can I apply this to my life? You know, again, what 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 truth do I need to see today? What 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 do I need to be exposed of today? You know, what what is this toxin in my body that I need to get rid of? Um, if and if we do that, that's that's what that's where it starts. You know, because it starts with five minutes, and and eventually it'll it'll be more. You know, maybe next month, you know, you, we can we can devote seven. Maybe next month, you know, the month after that, we got ten, then fifteen. You know, and, and we will find out that things will line up in our lives, you know, as we make time for God, as we make time for our families, as we make time for the things that matter in life, the things that matter will make time for us, Um, you know, and, and the things that don't matter, the things that grab our time will, will fade away. Um, and will not be a priority in our lives, even though at one point in time we thought they were, um, but they won't be. Um, so yeah, it's, we, we, we do, we need to read the word. Um, but I'll also say we need to read other books. Um, you know, try to, try to get out there. I know I was just talking about how there's a lot of stuff grabbing our time and I know it can be hard. Um, you know, but, but find books out there that can teach us, you know, teach us to be a better man. Teach us to be a a better husband, better father. Uh, if you're into business, you know, grab a book that can, can teach you to be, you know, better at business. You know, um, there are a lot of books out there for a lot of different things. Um, you know, books, the internet, they, they will teach you just about anything you can, that you want to learn. And a lot of stuff is out there either free or inexpensive. Um, I know me. I like to listen to. I like to listen to books when I'm when I'm woodworking. When I'm out in my shop, um, it's something that I can do. Um, yes, I have grabbed some business books um, that I, I download and I listen to. And so it's like I'm feeding my brain and I'm working at the same time. Um, and so sometimes, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Uh, it's like with podcasts, you know, if, if you commute, um, that's, that's a really great time, you know, grab a podcast that, that you can listen to when you commute. Uh, a lot of Bibles, they have audio versions. So go ahead and just, just read that. Um, I heard once about, there's a podcast about a, you know, a Bible in a year podcast. Um, so you can listen to that the The resources are out there. The resources are out there, so that we can read, so that we can consume the Word of God, so that we can train ourselves, train our minds. Um, you know, yes, we need to train our bodies and our hands for war, but we also need to train our minds uh, for that mindset. And one of the best ways that we can train our minds is through reading. Um, so that's my plug. That's my that's this is kind of going to be the end of my little five part intro series. Um, again, it's integrity, warrior, guardian, prayer, read. This is how we get to be men of God. Um, I'm expecting great things, uh, from this podcast. I know it's going to be a really great journey for all of us. I'm super excited for all of you to come on this journey with me. Um, please, if you have any thoughts, if you have any feedback reviews, please share them. Um, I'm, I'm out there. I'm available. Uh, the the Equipped Man podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm available on most platforms where you can find podcasts. I'd, I'd love a review. I'd love some kind of feedback. So have a great week. It's going to be awesome. Stay fit. Be well.